Here's your host, Alexander Garrett. There's so many things we know, but with what we have, I promise you that we're marching on. It just feels like, here on Keeping It With Alexander Garrett, it feels like that's what those who go before us would want us to do. Uh, I mean, you figure out music for a tribute show and you don't know what the right tune is, but I truly believe that, as I mentioned yesterday, losing my grandmother Mal, losing Dee Dee in 2018, the only thing they would want for their daughters and their sons and their grandkids is to march on in their legacy but um sunday was a very strange day it was two days actually three days after we learned that grandma Mao passed away we had a beautiful memorial service at the delia funeral home in new jersey i highly recommend them and Vic did an amazing job memorializing his mother, my grandmother, and his sibling's mom, and his daughter's grandmother. And then Sunday, and I kept my cool through all that. Obviously, I, I still hear her sweet, sweet voice um, asking me how work was, asking me how everything was, and just as she got older, being present with her. Whenever we go to the Wharfside restaurant, she'd enjoy her lobster, which Vic would get her. And it was just really a joy to be around her. She smiled every moment you were around her. I remember one time I lost, or thought I lost, her outdoor cats, you know, strays, that she took in on her own. I remember because I was bawling on her terrace in Brooklyn. And she said it's okay they'll come back. And sure enough they came back. And I remember the times we'd go over to Brooklyn to see her. And just be in that apartment. And smell the smells of great food. And great company. And great family. And what also tugs at you when you lose. And I have now lost that generation of my grandparents. My grandfather on mom's side passed away when I was really, really young. I think this was 98. And so he was the first. And then my biological grandmother, Dee Dee, Shirley Brockway, 2018. You can listen to my tribute show to her as well. And then Grandma Mal. This past weekend. So it's, it's pretty daunting when you march on. And you wonder. In what ways can you pick up their mantle. Or live out their legacy. Of having that open door. Of welcoming anybody and everybody. In their homes. Day in and day out. Year in and year out. How can we carry that. Porch. See, today's generation doesn't always feel as welcoming, right? It, it feels like more more so than not, you're you're shut out if you 
think one way or you feel one way or you're just shut out for whatever reason. And it's weird, I think, even on the subway, if you open up to someone, they would think you're weird for coming up and talking to them. I think it's natural. I think having an open-door policy is what's going to make us a better country. We can learn from Didi and my Grandma Mal and Grandpa Lee their open-door policies. We can learn from that. And that's a way we can carry on their legacy. And then it's emotional because you see the amazing people that these folks raised. I don't know much about my father's family side. But I know my grandmother, Shirley Brockway, raised three amazing women. One who survived breast cancer, by the way, my Aunt Nikki. My Aunt Ricky, who has been going through a lot but her resilience is a tribute to my grandmother's resilience I mean my my Didi died at age 100 and as you get older you see how amazing their life's values and work reflect how they were raised and then of course my mom Didi's third child who had me, but who has lived out who her mother was. I mean, caring, loving, always there for you. And to know that, to see that legacy of of your grandmother live on through them is really special too. To notice as you get older, wow, not only was she my grandmother, but she raised three amazing women who are there from, for you every day of the year. That doesn't come naturally. It, it probably does as well, but that also comes from an upbringing of a, of a family always, as much as they can be, t- a tight-knit. Yes, we're on different coasts. My aunt is in California. And Ricky's on Long Island. Mom and I are in Queens in the city. Life. But no matter what, no matter where any of us are, we're always there for each other. And that's because my cousins were raised by amazing people. My mother is a hero each and every day. And I think that heroics, heroics do come from the way my DD was. I have to believe that they, all three of them, learned some amazing values from their mom that they have passed down to us, the next generation. And then on my grandmother, uh, Malvine Spinner's side... Uh, what is there not to say about Vic? I mean, he has been our rock. He has been our open arms, our loving, caring father, brother, uncle, and and son to Mal. 
And he really dedicated his whole life to his family life, to his work life. Well, he has dedicated. And he's got so much more to go. But Grandma Mal was so connected to her son Vic. And it shows. And he's just done amazing things and will continue to. And I believe now he'll be inspired to live in his mom's name and character. Just like his brother and sister, Uncle Dave and Aunt Jody, and then Marianne and Dennis, and my sister Abby. I mean, you look at the family, and Melissa Roger, the twins, Colleen, Amanda, John DeSella, all of them. You, you look at how amazing that part of the family is, how funny they are. And how caring and how loving and also very empathetic. Just like their mom. Just like their grandmother, Mal. And I, of course, when I see pictures from that era, It's always kind of an interesting because Grandma and Mal welcomed us in. We weren't there biologically. Vic and Mom met up. They got married and Grandma and Mal welcomed us to the family. And that welcoming presence was evident in, in not only Grandma and Mal, but the kids she raised. And they've all done a heck of a job making sure she was in comfort the last few years. Each and every one of them. And thank you to them. Thank you to my mom and my sisters for doing everything they can to make sure Dee Dee was comfortable towards the end there. And as I mentioned, I don't know my father's grand and my father's parents, but I do know that he also, uh, one of a kind upbringing, uh, one of a kind father, part of that greatest generation. And I think millennials, I think. Gen Xers, Gen Yers, whatever we are, can serve to live in the memory of our grandparents' generation and our parents' generation. And just show them that, yeah, we can do this. You've put us and raised us to the best you can. And we will be there to take care of you. And so, how do we, how do we continue the life's work of those before us? It's a question I don't even really know how to answer. 
Because if you think about it, then you may not do it right. If you just live out the way you are, then that will, in a way, reflect who they were. Because you're part of that family. And you, you maybe actually do everything with them in mind, saying, is this what Didi or Grandma Mel or Grandpa Lee would do? How would they do it? It makes you think. It also makes you think how your parents would do it. And then another... And so that day, on Sunday, when we actually did bury my grandmother, Mal, 20 feet away from the gravesite, I just started bawling. Because I knew, and I sensed that that torch was being passed on to my folks. And I sensed that that torch was being passed on to my sister Abby and I. And that's overwhelming. Like, how do we accept a torch like that? How do we march march on with them not... You're not able to hear their voice physically now or see them physically. So how do we live out the amazing legacy they've left us? As Hamilton the Musical says, a, a, a legacy to protect. And that question, I'm sure, won't have answers until later. Till it really hits you. And another thing, because we've seen tragedy that same Sunday, Pro Bowl Sunday, with Kobe Bryant in a helicopter crash, passing away at a stunning age of 41. 41 years old! Won an Academy Award! Had just retired from the game of basketball that he loved so much, what, four years ago? And now his family has to pick up the pieces without him and his daughter, Gianna, who they were going to a basketball tournament to watch her play. I can't imagine moving on so quickly from that. But because you see the fragilities of the world on our TV screens, for you to be able to wake up and see those who have raised you in their own ways, I guess, peacefully go home to God. That in and of itself is a pretty amazing thing. To see them go and and you not go before them when all odds are stacked against the deck for those with special needs. Let's be honest. Yet we're re- rearranging the deck the best we can every day. And I believe my grandparents support through that rearranging, through that continual striving, through that continuous wisdom that they pass down to us. That's down to me. They're a part of why I'm alive today. Because they in their own ways inspired me to stay healthy. To be able to take care of my folks. To be able to 
care of myself and those around me. It's the wisdom that they taught me. I think I mentioned this, my Didi would always say, you know, you got to put on your big boy pants now. And boy, was she right. I was originally going to talk on Friday night about loss because that whole week was capped off. Uh, my grandmother passed on Thursday, was capped off with Eli's retirement. So to see childhood close another chapter just in two days span that was overwhelming I mean Eli Eli Manning was was an inspiration as well when I was able to do quarterbacking but and it reminded me that the magic of those years the Jeter years the Manning years having my grandparents alive the magic happened because my parents, my grandparents, helped make it happen. And now it's kind of just a void that I feel. An unusual void. Usually, if passing happens, because I've seen a lot in my uh, Viscardi school with fragility through the roof at the HVS family, I usually would be able to just bounce right back because I figured, okay, they're not suffering anymore. But this time, it's like a whole generation has now gone up to heaven. And living through that is such a real experience. I never thought it could feel that real. But it does. And part of it's because you see your folks aging and you're praying that they are here another 20, 30 years to support you. And I can support them and treasure every minute with them. And and that, that fragility I'm losing the generation before my parents inspires me to stay closer to home and stay next to them as much as I can and appreciate their time with them as they were the ones who brought me up. And now it's time I be with them as much as I can. Because if anything, what Sunday showed and what all these sports guys showed us and told us is to be with your loved ones. Because strangest things could happen at any moment. We don't want it to happen, but it could. And we try and put it off and put it off and say everything's going to be fine. But the double whammy on Sunday has led me just to feel this state of concern. That any moment something could happen. And it's like if you let your guard down and if you truly take for granted the time that you will have with your parents moving forward. That those times will just go. Quickly. Would march on. 
So, you know, Al Jolson, I was told, and I've kind of seen video, Al Jolson would, would grab onto the curtain after every performance because he didn't want to let go. He didn't want to let go of that night, that performance. And that's, I think, how we should all be. Instead of arguing on Facebook, instead of tip for tatting, instead of getting in people's faces through behind a screen, and most importantly, instead of thinking about how polarized this nation is, let's, if anything, from Sunday's tragedy with Kobe Bryant and actually Aaron Judge's and Jeff McNeil's baseball coach out the belly. If anything, guys, we should clutch onto each other and our loved ones and our family. Clutch onto them. Thank them every day. Say I love you every day. It only will make the things feel better, I think. Won't won't just be cathartic. It truly will show that, yes, we've learned from our sudden losses. We've learned from our sudden fragilities that life brings every day. Because, see, here's what's going to happen. The mourning for Kobe nationally and worldwide will continue. But will we truly use that tragedy to say, you know what, I might disagree with this person politically, but man, I should gain that friendship back. I should really nurture that friendship. When you see a family member pass away, Are you going to say, oh, I'm going to hold a grudge against my sibling. I'm going to hold a grudge against my cousin. I'm going to hold a grudge against... No. Because the idea is to say, things are rapidly changing. Time is rapidly going. And let's not rapidly disintegrate the interpersonal connections we have with our family, with our friends, with our loved ones. Let's not let that evaporate. Let's clutch on to it like Al Josen would clutch on to every show curtain call. Let's not be buried on our phones anymore. Be present. You could say till you're blue in the face, but I believe that to reinforce that idea of presence could help on any podcast you listen to. Could help on any radio show you listen to. Because when you go on the radio and start talking down people, when you go on a podcast and start dunking down people, that won't solve anything. That won't solve the fact that we have people literally lonely because of what they're calling phoneliness. Because of their phone. And instead of talking down those people, 
We have to embrace them and say, just like that car commercial, you might be on your phone, but you know what? You matter. So let's get off the phone and talk, shall we? When you go through loss, there is no right or wrong way to grieve, I don't think. But I think the healthiest thing is to truly learn from those before us. And maybe even before we open our mouth, think about, is this what our parents would say? Is this what our grandparents would say? Have we not honored them on their birthdays? Have we not honored them in passing to just do everything that goes against their grain? Or have we truly honored them every birthday? Have we truly honored them in any way we can? Because we know the value they've imparted to us matters. And we have to use that value system to better the world around us. Because that's what they did. That's what they did. And do. And do. So when we, after a couple weeks of this Kobe memorial and mourning... Well, we then go back to say, oh, you're this with Trump, or you're this anti-Trump, or you don't know what you're talking about, or you're ignorant, or or are we truly going to say, hey, this is reality. The fragile ways of life. God's mysterious ways in all this cannot be ignored. And if we're going to use loss and tragedy to unite for just one day or one week, that won't help anything. Because once we lose someone so meaningful in the public eye, in the private eye, in our own family, we must march on to their beat. We cannot march away from their beat. We have to march on and continue to love who we have on this earth with us today that are helping us process loss and process good and sad times. But if we march on away from who of what we've learned from our family, then what was it all for? What was it all for? Maybe think about that tonight. I don't know. I'm going to. And I think... If you're feeling stuck on how to grieve, loss, even the loss of Kobe, think of ways you can live out legacies. That have been set before us. And march on to their drum. Because it seems like. When we do try to march on our drum. And not listen to people. It sends us down the wrong path. And life is too fragile. To go down that wrong path. Don't you agree? I hope you do. 
alex.garrett21 at yahoo.com, alex.garrett21 at yahoo.com. If you have been suffering through grief or you are grieving about a family member, about Kobe, about anything, share it with me. And we can process everything together through this podcast. I'm glad to be here to do it if you want me to. But let's march on together in a non-polarizing way. Because that's what those before us want. That's what God wants us to do. That's what I hope we can do. Have a great Tuesday night. We'll talk to you soon. Just to